Welcome to Paul Mort Talk Shit. Curious fellow, but I like him. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. Paul Mort Talk Shit. He's a shady character. What's his name? All right, what is up? Uh, we are back. And today, <laughs> we're talking shit with the open book. Not the open book, the open the book. Open book. The open book, Holly Hagen Blythe. Yes, I'm married that, now. How weird is that? Fuck it, one. He's just gone upstairs. He's got a wet ring off already. Holly Hagen Blythe, how is it? Does it sound weird saying that? Yeah, it does. It sounds strange. And I was really actually against changing my name oh, for a very long time. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really got to me because the changing of a woman's name, obviously you become the man's property. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's always kind of been. And I don't think a lot of people know that or kind of really look into it. It's just something that's done. So it really, really bothered me that I would be changing yeah. my name. Like, who's Holly Blythe? Who knows her? Nobody knows her. So then I was like, right, okay. And I spoke to Jacob about it for a long time, and it meant a lot to him. So I was like, right, I'll double barrel. But I think it sounds nice. And do you have to spell it out when you say it? Yeah. And do you forget? Yeah, I do forget. And then my Facebook's still Holly Hagen, so I do need to change that. Eh, Fuck Facebook. It's dead anyway. (laughs) It's dead here, Facebook, anyway. So what's been... um, What's been going on? Like, what's happening in your life right now? Let's start here. Well, I'm now a married woman, Mm -hmm. and we came back from the wedding, which we were over in Ibiza for, Mm -hmm. like... A month. I'm going to Ibiza next week, actually. Oh my God, I'm so Actually, I, I've just said that. W- I can't believe I've just said that. Wow. Ibiza. Ibiza? It's not Ibiza and Shields, just Ibiza. 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 Mm, Ibiza. Ibiza. You are. <laughs> <laughs> two. Yeah. So we you were, came back from there. We were there for about a month and we were like, listen, we really need to do something because we wanted to do something with fitness. Jacob had been qualified for a while. Mm. I'd been qualified for a while. Mm. And we were like, right, after the wedding stone, we'll come home and we will plan what we want to do. Mm. And we really wanted something that was super personal, super like intimate, mm-hmm. where we could actually genuinely help people like one on one. And then we just, it's fucking scary though, isn't it? Starting a business. <laughs> but listen, starting a business. It is, it is because I think you've got to be comfortable with uncertainty. Yes, but also not many people have 4.2 million people staring at them through oh, a shit. screen I, That day. is. So I was thinking, like, I've kind of got a lot to prove, and if this doesn't do well, if it fails, I am going to be absolutely fucked. So you've got, when people talk about fear of failure, you've got fear of failure. But an embarrassment. And in the public eye. Yeah. And if I fuck up, yeah. like, I imagine in your early days of your career and whatever, you, you fuck up a few times. You do oh, whatever. loads. But not many people see that because nah. you've got a small knit group that you can... Well, you can fail in private as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Many, And that's, I think, what many people do is when some people are like, Paul, how do I deal with fear of failure? I want to start this business. I'm like, well, you're already failing by not... By not doing it. But you're just doing it in private. I agree. What's been some of your strategies then for kind of overcoming that thing? Honestly, like, I couldn't tell you one thing apart from... I just kept listening to people saying, you don't have to be perfect to start. And I was like, look, anything that we do, it's not going to be perfect. We don't have a proper website yet. We need to start somewhere. If we don't start, we'll never be great. And you figure it out as you go, right? Yeah, and yeah. I thought anything that we don't know, we can learn. Mm. And if we've got a small group of people, that's why I want to keep it small as yeah. well. If we contain it and we've got these people in the group, if we do something wrong, we can, you know, apologize and move on and learn from it. Like mm. we can't be afraid of making mistakes mm-hmm. because if we don't try, we are never going to do anything. Mm. So I was like, fuck it, let's just do it. If we fail, it's fine. So was this your first business then? So I I had a business with my previous mm. um, PT. Mm. So we went into business together. We had a really successful time. Mm. Like we did really, really well. And mm. he taught me everything that mm. I know. Mm. And getting that passion from him, yeah. <clears throat> me joining his business, I kind of felt a little bit like an imposter. Yes. Because as much as I could say, oh yeah, I'm a business owner because Didn't I owned feel a like percentage of the business. Yeah. I'd gone into his business that he'd created on his own and I just joined it. Mm. And it kind of felt like, I was just, I was lying to myself, like, this isn't my business. I don't do the books. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Yes, I'm showing up face-to-face, and I'm doing a bit of the marketing side of it, but am I a fraud? Because I don't feel like I'm, th- there's not really any levels I can kind of go to with it, and um, we ended up parting ways. It was all very amicable and just differences of, you know, journeys we wanted to go yeah, yeah, on, yeah. and it was always his business. I was never meant to be yeah, there it. forever. Yeah. Um, 
And then I was like, right, that was in kind of October, November last year. And it's took us until August this year to actually really plan and get our heads down and be like, right, let's launch it. And I tell you, when we launched it, I was like, we're not going to get one person. (laughs) I really didn't believe we were even going to get one person. Isn't that mad? It's crazy. How much of a buzz is it when you get your first? When the first one came in, I was just, I could have cried. Really? Can you still remember the person? Oh God, I've got the name on the Have you got a name? I'd be like, you're my first ever client. Do you know what this is mad? Back in, I'd be really old saying this. In 2001, yes. my first personal alive, training class. <laughs> I was like, how old were you then, do you reckon? Uh, I'm not good at maths, but I'm 30 now. So. 30 now, so yeah. you would have been... Go on. I'm terrible at maths as well. <laughs> Wait, was that eight? Nine. Eight or nine. Eight or nine. So my first personal training client was David Jason. You know, Del Boy of Only Fools and Horses. No Isn't way. That mad? And That's I lived crazy. in Harrogate. Isn't wow. that mad? That is crazy. Mad. So I like Harrogate. I can tell that you are loving this self-employed. I can tell because you it. started talking twice as fast. Yeah. And that's what I'm like when I get excited about something. I start talking faster. So let's um, rewind a little bit like, to, the, to the old Geordie Shaw mm-hmm. days. How did that whole thing come about? So I actually seen it in um, the newspaper. In oh, really? The, in the Gazette in Teesside. And there was a little, t- tiny little square. Aye. And it said casting for um, the Newcastle version of Geordie Shaw. Uh, of Jersey, Jersey Shaw. Shaw, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, there's no point in me applying for that. I'm not a Geordie. I'll never get on. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hmm, I'm just going to apply. So you went on Facebook. You'd filled in the little application. Yeah. Um, and then they ask you loads of questions about yourself. What's your most embarrassing moment? Um, what's your best asset? All of this. Mm. So I just completely sold myself, obviously. Yeah. Um, being 18 at the time, which was... What were you doing scary. then? I was working in a call centre. Working in a call centre. Yeah, call centre Santander. Um, I wasn't great at it, but um, it was, you know, it paid my lifestyle at the moment. I was going out six, seven times a week, like, drinking all the Fucking time. Hell. I was like a full-on party girl. Really? Six yeah. or seven times a week? Oh, yeah. And I was earning, I think then I was earning about a grand a month and for an 18-year-old. That's a lot it is, I. It when is. you've got no outgoing, you're only paying a bit of lodge, like, yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So, um, I applied, I went for the interviews, I went literally with two strips of material just keeping my nipples, <laughs> like... Thought I was the bee's knees, like, yeah. the actual dog's bollocks. Yeah. I was so confident. Walked at the interview, um, did it, came out, got in the car with my boyfriend, because I had a boyfriend at the time, yeah. and he drove me home, and then I went to a couple of those, and they finally said, um, we need to do some film, filming with you. And I said, listen, I've taken too much time off from the call centre, like, I'm going to get the sack, yeah, yeah. I can't keep filming. They said, well, I need to know you're serious. I said, well, I need to know you're serious. <laughs> and they went, let me call you back. So they ring me back and they go, what we're about to tell you is confidential, but welcome aboard, you're on Geordie Shore. <laughs> and w- I was just like, oh, brilliant, because we didn't know what it was. Yeah, we didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. So I took six weeks off from the call centre, mm-hmm. um, and I thought I was just going to go and get drunk in a house with some people for six weeks and go back to work. Oh, you thought you were going to go back to work? Oh, I was shit. Go back. I genuinely I mean, the first I bit, I was like, well, that isn't that what, that's what happened, right? Yeah, well, yeah. So we went and got drunk for six weeks, but yeah. then when we came out... They were like, um, you needed for press, you need to do this. And I had to actually go into work and hand my notice in. Mm-hmm. And that was a really scary time for us because then I didn't realise I was going to be the most hated person on the show at that time, which was interesting. So so let's <laughs> talk to me about this. So you were the most hated person on the I show? I would definitely, 100%. I mean, Sophie was on the front page of the Shields Gazette, I'm sure. Yeah, and I was I on think the front page of the, uh, oh, yeah. of the <laughs> Middlesbrough Gazette. <laughs> so how was, what was that time of your life like then? I mean, that would have been, filming the show would have been fun as fuck. Um, hmm. So it wasn't actually very fun for me because I felt quite, I was alienated from the start from being from Middlesbrough. Yes. You know the rivalry between yes. like Middlesbrough and Georgie. And yes. She's not a Georgie. She's yeah. not, she's from Middlesbrough. She might as well be from fucking Mars. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm already alienated. I'm already the youngest. Mm-hmm. I'm this super confident girl going in. I've got a boyfriend. I end up getting with someone on the first night, getting my tits out in the hot tub. <laughs> And just made an absolute fool of myself. And when we look back now, it would not be allowed. Cast of TV shows would not be allowed to get in the state that I was in that night. I woke up the next morning. I'd never been sick off alcohol in my whole life. Oh, really? Throwing up. Like, I was really, really, it was the first year bomb I'd ever had in the house. Oh, shit. That's how young I was. Wow. Um, So, yeah, after that, knowing all of the stuff that I'd done, knowing that you didn't really understand it was going to be so public. Mm. 
but it was worldwide. It wasn't even just the UK. It was literally, I was getting slagged off in multiple languages. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, yeah, I'd click the translate button on Twitter and yeah. Facebook and things. And it's just like, oh my God. Um, and there was a face, there was loads of Facebook groups written about me. Oh, fucking hell. Holly Hagen is the biggest embarrassment to Teesside. <gasps> um, when a whale washes up, when Holly Hagen washes up on Red Beach, because a whale had washed up and everyone was saying it was me. Oh, fucking fact. hell, um, when you try and breastfeed and realise you're Holly Hagen because everyone started a rumour I had no nipples. Really? <laughs> a rumour that you had no nipples? Because when I got my tits out, the light was flashing against the water on the breast. Oh, so, so you just looked like pickled onions. Oh, okay. Um, and it was, it was absolutely horrendous. And did you get any help with that or...? Not at all. Really? Nothing. So <gasps> all I did was, all we had then was Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I came off Facebook, but I did actually unearth some, um, the Facebook page. Did you have to keep Twitter? We had to keep Twitter because yeah. that was our job. We had to promote this yeah. brilliant show that yeah. we were doing. Was it like Holly G Show? Holly G Show. Uh, yeah, I've Aaron, only just changed it like two weeks ago. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I've been Holly G Show for 12 years. <laughs> People think wild. my last name's actually G Show. <laughs> That's wild. So you kept Twitter. Yeah. And you weren't... I'm I'm just intrigued as to how someone that's 18 is supposed to fucking deal with that. Well, they're not. How yeah. how do you deal with it? You're not equipped for that, eh? Not equipped. Um, we did have like psych chats and things like that, yeah. but it was they just didn't have a level of welfare that they do now. Yeah. Um, but no, I I was re I really really struggled. I didn't leave the house for about two years by myself. Fucking hell. My best friend Tom, who actually just walked me down the aisle, everywhere that I went, if mm. I was going to Asda, if I needed to get my nails done. Mm. I didn't drive at the time, so he would get in a taxi with me. Yeah. He would come with me, sit with me, make sure I was all right, and then we'd go back home. Fucking hell. He was by my side for literally like two years. Shit. I know. Because people would physically say things. In, you know what people are like from our way? <laughs> They're not shy. No. So you'd get, I would get hurled abuse. People would throw bottles at me. I've had shoes thrown at me in Primark. Like, it was no. Like, mm-hmm. Fucking hell. I know. And at 18, it wasn't nice because you just think, do you know what? Yes, I did make a mistake. I did mm. cheat on my boyfriend, whatever. Mm. But how many other people have done that? 18 years yeah, old. 18 years old. With that on TV, drinking. And I had to do it in front of the world, yeah. unfortunately. How did your family react to all of this? Oh, my God. I think the thing that hurt me most was how much it affected them. Because yeah. they yeah. had press knocking at the door, they had eggs thrown at the windows, our cars were, well, their cars were vandalised. Fucking hell. Had a car. Yeah. Um, and my mum would be like in tears and her daughter's splashed all over the front pages of the papers and she's got to go to work. Like, can you imagine mm. how embarrassing mm. that is? Mm. Being like, that's my daughter. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't, we didn't kind of speak about it for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I think we just kind of like tried to brush it under the carpet a little bit, but mm. seeing how much it affected them and... I just felt a bit ashamed of how much, like, shame I'd brought to the family. And, you know, it, it wasn't nice. Yeah. Do you regret doing that? Never. Really? No, the only thing Talk I regret... Talk to me about this. Talk to me about this then. <laughs> the only thing I regret is getting my tits out in the hot tub. That's the only thing, because it's just not a nice image. But <laughs> everything else, I don't regret the cheating, because I needed to go through that to understand how wrong it was and yeah. how bad it made him feel. And, you know, we all need to go through these things sometimes to learn and understand. And I think... We need to make more room for young people to make mistakes and mm. learn from them. Mm. Um, so I don't regret a single thing. Um, I regret crying over as many boys as I did, but <laughs> I couldn't really help I that. mean, you've got to do that as well, right? You've got to do that as well. You've got to go through all of them heartbreaks. And I think I can't regret it because the amount of people who say it to me now, I look at your whole journey, see where you've ended up now, like that whole full circle nobody would have put bets on Holly Hagen to be the first girl married out of Geordie Shaw. That would not have ever been a bet. Are you the first girl married out of Geordie Shaw? First girl married. Jesus. And if anybody had put that bet on, they'd be millionaires, I'm telling you. Wow. I didn't even know that. So, yeah, it just shows that it doesn't matter what you go through, doesn't matter how many times you fuck up, doesn't matter how many times you cry over boys, you can Mm. still live a really happy life. I often think, right, I often think that the best parts of who you are right now were forged in those hardest times 100%. the best parts were in the worst times yeah you know what i mean yeah it, but it's character building and i think had i i mean i was bullied all through school as well so i think that's uh, that builds your character as mm. well had i have went into geordie shaw and not experienced any of that i wasn't being called anything i hadn't already been called before mm. so it was a little bit easier on me i'd seen people go into that show my ex for example um I, I'm, he won't mind me saying this because he, he said it himself but he, um, he'd always been told he was God's gift. And when he went in the show and started getting trolled and things like that, he really couldn't deal with it and it yeah. really affected him mentally. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sometimes, I mean, 
yeah. builds character. Yeah, and you get sometimes I think you get things that happen in life. It's kind of it's what you need at the time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is what you need, and you don't know it. <laughs> nah, you don't know nah. why it's happening. But so were they the hardest times of the in, this entire journey for you? As as yeah. it got worse. Um, I would say those times were, were pretty bad. And then because we, we were lacking money, we didn't have much money. Everyone thought we were millionaires just because we were on TV. Um, I was doing like a lot of club appearances mm-hmm. and we were getting, well, the girls and the people who weren't really very liked on the show, like me. Wasn't it hard for you guys to get? I don't it know who told so me It was either my manager, Luke, mm-hmm. who knows Vicky for like 12 years, yeah. or, or her that said for girls to get, it wasn't actually it wasn't even in the podcast it was in the car she told me about this it was hard for girls to get PR right yeah it was really really hard and, and that's how, was that how you're making money so we were making money off just doing like club appearances yeah. so I would be at 18 years old traveling up and down the country sometimes for 10 days at a time all of these clubs are expecting Holly Jolly Shaw and they're expecting so your energy's to drink. gotta be really high gotta be yeah. high you've gotta be drinking even if there's no friends there and the amount of like the amount of people who would like touch you up in nightclubs as well like I do under 18s um ones as well and they'd all be trying to grab your bomb and grab your boobs really? girls would do it guys would do it yeah. everyone would do it and I yeah. started dressing in like jeans and long tops so that people wouldn't want to touch me yeah, because yeah, they yeah. felt like they could because I was on Geordie Shaw yeah wow which was just yeah that wasn't nice and I'd always put my bum against the wall yeah. so that when a boy tried to like put his arm around me he couldn't slip it down because I'm pressing my bum against the wall oh really the fucking hell these are the things I had to think and, of and at and also people don't know about this they just no. see the fucking TV and then if and I kick off getting paid, they, get they just think why are you kicking off you, you've done that on the show you've been a prima donna or you've been a fucking what, what do you guys get you're being a uh, drama queen. Drama queen, yeah. yeah. I mean, I am a bit of a drama queen, but if somebody's touching you up in a nightclub inappropriately, I don't think it's um, mm. bad to say something And about these it. days, there's no way that it wouldn't you'd happen, get no. away with that. No. Nah. So, how do you deal with that? Do you still get shit? I get the smallest amount of shit now. Yeah. I used to say, I would say I used to get 99.9% hate, and now mm. it's like 99.9% positive. Oh, sick. Which is really, really good. Yeah. And yeah, I think the odd comments that you do get, yes, it still affects you because you just like, you want to scream because they don't know you as a person. They don't know what you've been through. You, they don't know your journey. Yeah. But I just. And how are you dealing with that? Are you just ignoring it? Are you blocking? Are I you saying a fuck very you? Low tolerance for like blocking. Like, oh, is that high tolerance? Low or high? I'll block anyone for anything. Even if someone tries to give me advice and I haven't asked for it, I'll block them. <laughs> Not bothered. I love those ones. I yeah. I hate them. I don't want to be given advice if I hadn't asked. Yeah, yeah. Unsolicited <laughs> advice. Yes. Do you know I what? Mean, Imagine those people. They must go around giving everyone advice everyone as well. Everyone advice. I'm yeah. just like, I'm so confused. Like, no, that wouldn't work for me. And then I'm just like, I'm blocking you. Yeah. Don't like it. I like that. So it's an instant. It's yeah. an instant block. I get asked that quite a lot of the time. Like, what's the best way to deal with? Because I get a lot as well. What's the best way to deal with this? I'm like, you know, I change my mind every day. Yeah. Sometimes I block them. Sometimes I say I love you too. Yeah. Sometimes I say I hope that made you feel better. Yeah. And sometimes I think straight up, that's not fucking okay, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's not that's not okay to mm-hmm. say that. So fuck you. It's There's different ways to thing. deal with it, isn't there? And there I think is. It depends I, on the I think I've just had to choose the tool that I think's best at the time. But yeah. if I'm tired, you fucking had it. Oh, if you come at me on a day that I'm tired, you're fucking getting it, mate. If I want an argument, I, I will. I can kill them with kindness, or yeah. I can just completely go in. But you know what? It's like the like you, you're better than that. You should know better. And I'm like, absolutely not. Please don't. Do you know the people that say that are the ones that. I've never had it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Would it. you deal with like that if you're getting, would you deal with it different to me if you were getting someone telling to kill yourself every exactly. day? Every day. It's mad. It's mad. It is mad. So tell me about, because obviously we have a mutual, we have a few mutual kind of mates really, don't we? Yeah, well we met at the IFS, IFS wasn't thing. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to touch yeah, on. My yeah. friend Dirin's name is down yes. here. How did that happen? So, because that's um, when my respect for you went through the fucking roof when you did that because oh, most okay. people would have just blocked Dirin. Yeah. They would have just blocked them, right? You didn't. No. Well, so what happened? Um, so I can't really remember how it all started, but way back in the day, mm. um, probably you're talking around about five or six years ago mm. now, um, I'd promoted like, a, I think it was skinny coffee potentially. Right. One of the shitty diet products. Or the tea that makes you shit your pants. Yeah, I mean, I've promoted <laughs> them all. I'm quite yeah. open about it. Um, but obviously I had kind of the whole fitness industry come at me after mm. that and mm. it was really aggressive. It was really, was really it? it was awful. Like I felt like I'd killed someone and I didn't really realise the kind of depths to it mm. um, until someone said to me, would you be okay with your future daughter buying products like this? And I went away and I kind of thought about it and I was like, oh God, you're so right. Like I wouldn't want them to do that. And I didn't have the education at the time in fitness and nutrition 
And I just felt really bad. I was like, God, could I have potentially caused somebody to have an eating disorder mm. because I've promoted these products? And that still to this day weighs really, really heavy on me. Yeah. And that's why I'm so kind of, you know, if anyone's promoting fucking Herbalife or whatever, <laughs> I don't stand for it. Like, I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't, we all know what we know now and we know better. You don't we'll have, have to bleep to that part out, Mark. So you know all those diet products that include like the shakes yeah, yeah. and things like, like meal that. replacements. Meal shit. replacements. Yeah. Not yeah. um not fond of people promoting yeah. meal replacements. Yeah. And because we all have the education now, it's out there, we've got I'm not really gonna bleep it out by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's just we have the education now. We know that these products, the, the way we lose weight is calorie deficit and living a balanced fucking lifestyle. So anything else, you're spending your money for a load of crap, basically, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and now that we know, it's fine. But the way that Darren came about it was he messaged me and he wanted me to go on his podcast. And I was like, yeah, not a problem. Like, ask me what you want. Like, I'm really open and honest about the whole situation. It would be great to speak to you. I think this was in lockdown. Mm. And that podcast, honestly, like it did me the world of good. And it put me on a platform where all of these people who had once seen me promote all of this crap in the past were then seeing me in a different light and really truly understanding why people promote those diet products. One due to lack of education, another when you've got a load of work that just completely dries up and you've got bills to pay. Oh, and shit, yeah. I mean, what's more important to you? What are you gonna think if you can't put food on the table, your mum's boiler breaks or whatever, you've got no money coming in, you've got pressures coming from absolutely everywhere and somebody's offering you seven grand to promote a bloody tea that you've literally seen work, the pounds have dropped on the scales. Mm. So in your head, you're thinking, well... You think it's the tea. It's fucking worked. Yeah. So why are people getting angry about it? Because it worked and I couldn't understand in my head at that time. Mm. Now I know it was water weight <laughs> and shit. <laughs> but I didn't know that at the time. I thought I'd lost fat. Yeah. And yeah, I went on his podcast and everyone just was reposting it, retweeting it, talking about it. And then I got asked to go on IFS after that to discuss mm. it in more depth. That's so cool. So would you say that incident really got you into the fitness thing or were you kind of into it before then? So I was already into it before then. So I'd been doing, um, in lockdown one, I put myself through, um, was it the, yeah, I did the nutrition coaching course. I did the PN one, mm -hmm. uh, the precision nutrition. Oh one. shit, guess what? What? I did that. Did you do like that? Like 2005 yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hi, John Barardi. <laughs> yeah. John Barardi still do it. Yeah, yeah. Aye, aye, aye. That's mad, isn't it? So I did that. And do you know what? I felt like, you know, you learn what you learn in that. But whatever I learned was on the job in real life health and fitness with Tyler. Mm. And he taught me everything I needed to know. Mm. But I got the qualification anyway, just to say that, you know, you've yep. got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when lockdown two came about, I was like, right, I'm going to do my exercise to music qualification mm. because I wanted. Guess what? <laughs> You've done it as well. Stop. So you could do but reset like, vibes uh, with me. Yes. <laughs> but like in 1999 or something, I used to work in Gosforth. Yes. And the challenge that I had, so I had to teach the whole exercise of music facing the mirror. Yes. Because when you do it the other way, you go the opposite, the opposite, the opposite feet in it. So I had to, I was terrible at it. Do you know what? It's such a lost thing like the, the actually exercising to the beat nobody does it anymore no. and I love it no. and my clients love it and everyone on full fitness loves it and it's literally I would say our best session really? of, of the week really? everyone it's such a good it's like a girly thing isn't yeah. it and they love it so um yeah I did it's kind of like dancing isn't it it is yeah. it's like dancing you can really get that high heart rate without having to do like burpees just to do you know what I mean yeah, 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 yeah. not a lot of people want to do that I don't want to do high that. impact shit high impact high energy fun yeah. super cool music yeah. like everyone loves it yeah so I did that qualification passed and then um I think I'd just done the nutrition one as I'd done the podcast with Darren. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was already really into it. And I was saying, you know, I've made the mistakes that I have in the past. I can't change it. I can't turn the clock back. Hasn't, is this body thing's always been a challenge for you though, hasn't it? Oh, massive. I've been Has called it? a fat slag since day one. <laughs> since being like literally eight years old. Really? Yeah. So, but have you, would you say you've got your head around it now or? I would definitely say, I mean, I went through a lot with like eating disorders and things like that. And being in Geordie Shaw, we would go in there, there would be no access to healthy food whatsoever. We'd be having kebabs all the time, drinking every night. We mm. genuinely did drink every single night. That's not good for anyone for six weeks in like a big block, you mm. know. Um, and then we'd come out of there and we'd always come out like half a stone heavier, naturally. It's like going on a bloody girl's holiday. So every time I'd come out, I'd have lost a little bit of weight. I'd go back in, put it all back on. And I was just like, how can I get control of what I'm doing? I was mm. like, 
and that's when I turned to bulimia. Yeah. And I had a quite probably about a four or five year battle with bulimia. I didn't call it that because I was overweight. I thought people who were overweight couldn't have eating disorders. I didn't understand. Because you always see images of really skinny where you really can see skinny. the ribs who have bulimia. And yeah. I didn't I didn't ever call it that. I thought I how dare I say that it's bulimia when I'm not even anywhere close to mm. being in a dangerously low weight. Mm. And even now, like I still like cringe a little bit when I say it. I'm like, can I really class myself as that? But I, I did everything that mm. that includes. So yeah, it's a mental disorder. It's nothing to do with what you wear. Yeah. And I only found out that actually the majority of people who suffer with bulimia are overweight. Oh shit. And it's just, it's mad because I would have never thought that. Yeah. But then that stopped me from seeking help because you don't get taken seriously. And I just didn't really know it was a problem. It was just something that I did to control the weight at that time. So how did you get over that and when handle I met that? Jacob. Oh, really? Yeah, so I first met Jacob. This was like five years ago, mm -hmm. five and a half. Mm -hmm. And we were on a date night. And I was like, I, I just went and made myself sick after we'd went for food. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I, I just do this to like, try and keep the weight off I was still overweight at the time and he was like that's not okay you can't do that whereas my ex kind of never really questioned me mm. and I was like oh and I really got like got taken aback by him being like concerned yeah. and from that moment I just stopped Shit. Didn't, didn't do it again so it sounds like you kind of just needed someone to give a fuck yeah someone to know and someone to give a fuck someone that actually care because the people who knew didn't weren't really that asked, it yeah. was just like... Or they didn't believe you. Well, yeah, I think it's that. It's and probably then a little bit of that, you know. I think that happens with mental health as well. But if no one's actually seen you do it, they're yeah. not really going to think that it's a big concern. I, that's interesting. And, and sometimes anything that's to do with mental health, because it's not visible, yeah. people don't... And because often I was don't think it's real. no one's going to be concerned about me. Yeah. They're not going to think, oh, well, she's close to being admitted to hospital, because I wasn't. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, it's Talk to me about some other mistakes you've made god so many so many mistakes i think um the main ones being in the diet culture industry yeah. all of that like i said it still weighs so kind of heavy on me and that's why now i kind of put myself out there so much and try and give the correct information out as much as i possibly can yeah that's cool um other mistakes i think staying with my ex for as long as i did <laughs> i think I think there's a lot, a, of people a lot of people resonate with that. Yeah, and do you know what? I mean, there's so many things. Like, everything we went through on, like, Geordie Shaw and things, we made fuckloads of mistakes. Mm. Like, and just getting, giving people the chance to walk all over you. Mm. And that was a huge mistake, in like, for my own mental health. Mm. Um, and dealing with it for that long and just being, like, completely blind to it. And not even being blind, just turning a blind eye to it, knowing it was going on, mm. but not having the self-respect or the self-love enough to actually think I deserved better. Yeah. Because I genuinely always thought, oh, well, I've slept with people that I fancied when I was single, and that's such a bad thing. Yeah. I was made to believe that that was such a bad really? thing. Well, my ex did yeah. he made me feel like it was horrendous yeah. everyone on social media would say no one's ever going to wife want to wife that yeah and i believed them for so many years yeah. and i thought god i really shouldn't have slept with these I, people I, well i think the only difference between you and a, a lot of other <coughs> females and even men is that you were just in the public eye exactly <laughs> everyone I mean? was doing it at uni everyone pretends they're not doing it because it's not in the public everyone was cheating on the people in production mm -hmm. like all the production crew were getting with each other do you know mm -hmm. what i mean they all had partners yeah. but yet because mine was on tv all of these people on social media just being like yeah no one's gonna want to wife that yeah and then just making all these like just what's it called um slut shaming mm. so i was massively slut shamed for so many years and then getting with jacob mm. and him being a footballer and having to go to different <laughs> football changing rooms and deal with the banter that comes from being with somebody like me yeah. he had to have a really really thick skin and he just laughs about it he thinks it's funny yeah but other people really couldn't. They couldn't take the banter that came with being with someone like me. Yeah. And do you ever struggle now mentally with anything? Um, I mean, your energy's fucking class, by the way. I'm digging your energy. I'm feeling your energy. <laughs> do you ever not? You must have. Everyone does, right? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think anxiety was has always been a huge thing for me. Mm -hmm. Public anxiety, especially because... You know, when you walk into a room and you think, oh, God, everyone's staring, but they actually are. Mm -hmm. That's usually the case for if we walk anywhere yeah. um but not so much anymore doing what i love to do and i think i've really found that passion in helping other people yeah. and that helps me so much i mean i don't leave the house very often so to your be focus <laughs> your focus has became less about you and look at that i'm bleeding on your table oh it's fine don't worry it's, it's varnished <laughs> <laughs> that'll just wipe straight off <laughs> look at this. What was that? so you 
would you say, what I was going to say was, would you say that helping other people mm -hmm. has taken a little bit of the attention of you being so yeah. much about you? Massively. And yeah. I think I always say to people, when you find that passion, and it usually does include helping people, yeah. it gives you that purpose. Mm. And before that, I think doing what we do, being in the public eye and just relying on kind of social media posts and club appearances and things like that, it's very surface level. Yeah. There's nothing really to it. You're not helping anyone, turning up at a club, getting pictures with people, like what even is that? Yeah. And then I think I was lost for a lot of years and that's kind of where the diet products came into it yeah. and just not really having anything else. Yeah. And then when I actually put my time and effort into learning something, mm. I don't know many people in the fitness industry, you know, with blue ticks mm. who do have qualifications, <laughs> they use other trainers who have qualifications and that information comes from them. Yeah. And that's all well and good, but I've, I've spent three years educating myself yeah. to a level where I can personally sit with people one-to-one -one and know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that to me, like I should be really proud of that mm. and, and talk about it more because not a lot of people have went to that level of effort and mm. do genuinely really care about mm. giving people the education that they deserve. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And, and it's interesting we, that you mentioned anxiety because I often, I, obviously I get a lot of people ask me about anxiety. I'm mm -hmm. like, I found that I get less anxious when I've, when I've got me something to stick my teeth into, like yeah. something to really get my teeth into because then it's almost like, <laughs> people think this is mad when I say it, I almost forget about the anxiety. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you're only anxious when you're worried about shit, but mm -hmm. when you're doing and you're being, when you're being, the, the anxious thoughts, there's no way for them to go. There's no room for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I do this on flights. Everyone's like, oh, Paul, how do you get over them panic attacks on flights? I'm like, I'm just fucking busy. Yeah. My mind's busy. Distracted I don't have to always have to be doing something, but my mind's busy. And I'm like, mm -hmm. if I'm, if my mind's on something, there's no space. And for you, it's nutrition. Yeah. Learn about nutrition and the exercise stuff. There's mm -hmm. no space for anxious thoughts to come in. No. And I think I suffered a lot with like imposter syndrome in the beginning mm. when I was working with my um PT Tyler and yeah. it was brilliant everything was going well we were yeah. absolutely smashing it but I had such bad imposter syndrome yeah. and I was like I'm a business owner I'm a uh, fitness instructor and I'm, and I'm a nutrition coach but I don't feel like one yeah. and then now that I'm doing this and we've done it from the ground up yeah. I've never felt more comfortable and confident within a role I know exactly what I'm Do you doing feel like your identity shifted a little bit 100%. this is what it feels like I can feel that coming off you like you've shifted from what would you say, what, reality TV star? Yeah. Influencer? Yeah, I mean, influencer, I mean, we just fell into being an influencer, to be fair, because yeah. we... That we, wasn't a thing until... It wasn't yeah, a thing yeah. until, you know, a couple of years ago, maybe yeah. like six, seven years ago. Yeah. I remember I got asked to um, for someone to send me a phone case and all I had to do was post it. I was like, what, are you going to send me a free phone <laughs> case? And all I have to do is put a picture on of it. Yes, send it hey, my way. Hey, I'm still doing that now. Do you know the first thing that I got gifted, right? Yeah. The first thing that I got gifted was cheese. Stop. From get, no, eat lean cheese. What kind of cheese? Eat lean. You must have seen that lean cheese. It's like low fat cheese. Right. And then the same day, I got sent some underpants. Oh, <laughs> by so a you company were called, the dream. I was, cheesy underpants. <laughs> smuggling duds, the company were called. They're from Sunderland, aye. Lovely. Where they have, check this out, they're called smuggling duds because they have a little pocket in where you can keep like condoms, oh, gear, <laughs> whatever you want. So you smuggle whatever Fabulous. you want in there. Amazing, aye. <laughs> There you go. Love there that. You, and I still, if you want to send me free shit, by the way, I'm more than, what's the weirdest thing you've been sent? Oh my God, what is the weirdest thing I've been sent? Oh, I'll have to think about that one. I think um, we got sent them um, segues for free before, you know, the <gasps> The, the Paul Blart Mall Cop ones. Have you seen that movie, no, Paul Blart Mall Cop? That's what reminds It's this really bad movie, and the guy goes basically around like a mall, a shopping mall, right. like the Metro Centre, <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> on one of those segways. I, I, I did enjoy the segway, though, but I think you, you can get very easily injured from the segway. you got to say, that is a but strange there's one. there's so many it? things, like we've been sent like random food parcels, and you're like, have you put anything in this? Yeah. Like, I'm a bit wary I've been food. sent, so those were weird, I've also been sent a, a full-size, human-size Hulk Hogan cutout, oh, cardboard cutout. Mm -hmm. Do you know why that is? Up until last year, so I was 42, on Tuesday I was 42 actually, so up until my 41st birthday, mm -hmm. I told everybody that my birthday was on the same day as Hulk Hogan. Wait, I think mine is. Is it? Is it 7th of the 7th? Is that August? No. It might be. No, that's not August, that's Dr. July, isn't it? Yeah. That's July. So we, uh, and then I found out his birthday's in August. Oh. Last year. So since I was about fucking Brilliant. eight years old, I told people that my birthday, so what happened was I, I, I found that out and I told a few people, next thing I know, <laughs> first birthday, I've got 20 Hulk Hogan birthday cards oh, and a full-size Hulk Hogan cutout. 
And this is the worst part. I was like, I oh, wonder who celebrity is on my birthday. The most famous person is Gwyneth Paltrow. It's a bit shit in it though, really. Well, I like I've Gwyneth gone, Paltrow. I, I mean, she's cool in that, but going from Hulk Hogan Hulk Hulk, yeah. to Gwyneth Paltrow. Have you still got the cutout? Have we still got the cutout, Mac? It got chucked out. No. Do you know what I loved about the cutout? At the office, we used to put it near the window and people used to wave <laughs> thinking it was me. Because <laughs> you could just see the silhouette of someone. Oh. People would be like that. People I. used to think I was his daughter before because of the name thing. Like Hulk Oh, Hogan, shit. Hogan, yeah. Well, I get Raul Mote comments. Remember him? Yeah. I get comments like that all the time. Oh, I'm like, mate. Not P- ideal. People comment on ads and that. I'm like, mate, it's clearly not the same. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've just demonstrated your level intelligent. Oh, yeah. it's not Raul. It looks like Raul more. I might, but it doesn't, does it? Blind. The letters are fucking different, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so what's um what's next for you guys? Um, I think what's next for us, well, we are going to try and take this business to wherever we can possibly get it. I think it's hard, though. I think when you try and think about scaling a business you lose that personability with people always. Mm. You're always going to lose that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's difficult for us because we really want to keep that balance between having the lives and doing the one-to-one. And growing it. Like that, <laughs> yeah, and being hard. able to grow it. And I think we will kind of put some packages out there that people can just buy. Because not many people can work out four days a week at 6.15 At the same time. At the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you know, we have people from Australia. We have people from Belgium and Netherlands. Got and people like with that. kids. Got people with kids. Is that kids. what time you're doing at 6.15 a.m.? 6 15 that is a.m. fucking gangsta shit. I'm up at 5.30. Shit. Jesus, that's mad. But you know what? I feel good for it. Yeah. And I feel, I get up, I get my steps done. My steps are done by 8 a.m. Yeah. And then my day is mine then. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and yeah. My, my mental health from it, because I am really bad with fitness on my own anyway. So this, I was saying to the group, I was like, you guys give me accountability. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, Yeah, because if I wasn't doing this, I wouldn't just do this just to exercise. Yeah, I'd go on the walk pad and stuff, mm. but trying to actually go to the gym and get things done, I find it difficult, and that's why I wanted to provide something mm. that I knew would help others. And sometimes, you know, Holly, so I think working, at, working out at home is even harder yeah like i'm like in that lockdown i'm like i'm not fucking working out in the front room but when you've got a group of people there you've got everyone all right you might not because you're not on your own anymore you're kind of not on your own anymore exactly and there's something powerful about that i think people need a tribe of and i say this to my guys all the time i'm like the uh, it's like there's no such thing as a self-made man or woman Mm -hmm. i think it your peer group matters and i say to people you're either You'll either lower your, because of this law of conformity, right? Mm-hmm. I think we either lower our standards to fit in with the peer group. I think yeah. that's why a lot of people drink when they don't want to. Might like you just trying to get their approval? Yeah. So you'll either lower your standards, or in your case, people are raising their standards mm-hmm. to get fit in with the peer group. So I'm like, there's nothing that I can think of that's much more powerful than being around people who are fucking moving in the same direction yeah. as you. Because a lot of the people in your life, and this is not because they're bad people, it's just because they're no. into different stuff, they're going in the other direction. And I think you can waste so much energy on trying to drag them with you. Yeah. Oh, well, you should go vegan as well. Oh, well, you should go carnivore diet <laughs> as well. And, th- and then you just end up in arguments with people that you love just because they fucking eat meat. I know. Or just because, like, I'm, I'm very wary of this. So I'm nine months, five days booze-free or something. I'm not oh, boozing I'm this well year. Done. But I'm very wary... That I don't want to sound like a fucking vegan CrossFit. I want to talk about it. Do you know what I mean? I'm very weird. Oh, but you shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? I know. I know. I'm almost like, part of us wants to tell people because I'm proud and I feel so good and I would love them Mm. to feel like this. Mm -hmm. But part of us is like, I don't want to sound like I'm a preaching fucker. Of course. You know what I mean? It's a strange thing, isn't it? And I don't drink. People think that I would drink... I'd be a massive drinker. So is that not your thing anymore? Drink's never been my thing, even even in Geordie Shaw. Like, yes, we would drink, yeah. but I would come out of the house, night outs weren't really my thing. Oh, really? Like, I didn't really enjoy going to places. I like to go for food, yeah. and I don't mind having a couple of cocktails, yeah. but I'd much prefer to, like, come home and be in bed at a reasonable time and not feel like shit. So partying's not you? Is that, partying's not... Is that old you? That's old me. I mean, it... Yeah, I used to go and party a lot of times when I was younger, but I think it's always to mask something else. Like, mm. what am I trying to block out? Like, mm. Monday is my favourite day of the week because we're getting up and we've got a new week. Mm. Whereas I used to always look forward to the weekends to just block out yeah. what I was doing in the week. So yeah. I have to forget something. And I, I live the life that I've always wanted to live now. Yeah. And I think I don't need I don't need to drink to feel shit for a week yeah. after it. What so could you, could you go to a party and not drink? 100%, yeah. Could you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of times when um, my friends will meet up in Manchester mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, I'm not drinking and I'll just drive. Do they give you any? Nah. They're not give you anything. They don't even know. Like, I go and I'll be like, oh, I'm driving home now. They're like, you be careful now. You've, you've had a few drinks. I was like, oh, I'm not Do you know what I think the difference is sometimes? Sometimes when you tell people, they'll give you shit. But also, if you don't tell them, I've found out, and I thought it would be awful, mm. but I've actually found out that I'm 
I have a better time yeah. if I don't drink. My yeah. energy's higher. Mm-hmm. I'm not constantly looking for a fuck. Can I get a bag? Can I get one drop <laughs> off? Can I? You know what I mean? I can't. I'm not thinking about that. I can stay up later, mm-hmm. which is the weirdest thing. I don't want to just fuck off back to my hotel room yeah. or fuck off back home. I'm in the thing, and then you can just drop a smoke bomb. Yeah. I just go and nobody even notices I feel you're like gone. I'm sometimes not really much different. Yeah. To yeah. Like. And I know who I am in myself now. If it looks like you're having a shit time, that's when people will get on you, I think. And they'll be like, why, why aren't you drinking? Uh, you enjoy boy. yourself, man. I'm like, yeah. but when you're, all, when you're all enjoying yourself, then nobody even knows. I just like the company. Uh, I just like chatting. If my friends are here and they want to drink, they came around, um, my friends came around, I think it was Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and they were drinking all night. I had one or two glasses of champagne and that was it. I mean, that's... That's impressive. And I'm just like, I, I, can, I still stayed up with them all night. I still yeah. danced around the kitchen all night. Yeah. But I didn't need to continue to drink alcohol. I still yeah. felt like shit the next day after the two glasses of champagne. Oh, really? So I felt like, oh, I felt awful. I, I get a little bit like it. that, you know. So I've, I'll, very rarely I'll get these alcohol-free beers. Mm. And after three or four, I'm like, I'm a bit rough. Yeah, and the, like the next morning I feel <laughs> rough. Because whatever's in them still can't be that good the for Cibor? you. Uh, it's yeah. weird, isn't it? It's strange. Would you go on TV again? 100%. Would you? Yeah, I think... Um, in the mindset, well, we've, we've just done the reunion, actually, so our reunion show's out now, um, and it's brilliant because that shows us all meeting up again after, like, 10, 12 How years. How was that? It was brilliant. Was it? It was, honestly, I, my ex ended up coming out. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. So, my ex came out um, quite late on. So, was it only the people from the first season, not everyone? No, like, anyone. Ev- I think everyone was invited. Sophie to was on it, right? Sophie was on yeah. it. Um, everyone was invited, mm-hmm. and people who had kind of spent more time, had bigger storylines, were invited to, like, the bulk of it, which was yeah. um, in Portugal. Yeah. So, we're in Portugal, and my ex comes out. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind, I've not seen him for, like, six years. Uh, didn't exactly leave on like great terms, <laughs> like narcissistic sociopath yeah. tendency. <laughs> um, but it was nice because I was like, he came in, he was a completely different person. He's got a missus and a baby now. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I realized for the first time in my life, I'm not the most important person in the world. Um, and he was just so honest with me about everything. And mm-hmm. it really was like a full circle moment of this That's closure. Sick. And we really closed that book on that everything what? that had happened. That what? Book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not <laughs> We'd closed the book on everything that happened, and I didn't know that I needed that closure. Yeah. But I did, because every time I thought about him, every time someone would mention his name, mm. I only had bad things to say about him. Mm. But now, after us having that conversation, nobody gets to do that with their ex six years on. <laughs> nobody gets to have that no, they don't, conversation. Right. Normally, they're blocking that on. They're blocked yeah, the them. block deleted, gone <laughs> for life. <laughs> And if you bump into them in the supermarket, you turn your back and yeah, run yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. But not many people get the opportunity to do what we did. And it was. And you know what, really though, as well? Way. You know what, as well, though, Holly? Not many people would have the courage to do what you did either. I didn't have a choice. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what, they, you wouldn't, they wouldn't have the courage to be like, oh, I'm not going there. Yeah. I'm not going there because it'll bring up all these, neg- di- like these negative yeah. feelings. Did that happen? Um, there was. There was certainly some like weird feelings that came up, but because he was being so open and honest about mm. everything and he was just a completely different person mm. to the person he was then, mm-hmm. um, I was really able to actually forgive him for everything he'd done and understand that he was just a young lad yeah. and he didn't really know what was going on. I was his ticket to the show and he, mm. he admitted that. And then his job's getting taken away from him because we've broken up. He was acting like a dick. I'm crying about it. He's got kicked off and everything's just spiralling. He's then got no job. His and you're young as fuck. And you're young we as fuck. We were 22. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God, like we went through all of that. But yeah, we closed the book on that and yeah. then the next episode... Me and Jacob are in Ibiza getting married. I mean, that's... And it's just beautiful, like, how everything turned out for me on that series. I couldn't have gone any better for yeah. me. Are you getting TV offers? Is, is there any TV offers came I in? I never where like, get TV offers. Do you not? I get absolutely nothing. Really? And I think... I don't know what it is, because I'm really Well, <laughs> you guys that are watching, there'll I be know. someone out there. Yeah. I think with Geordie Shaw, they, they want people to be single, and they want that Geordie Shaw yeah. um, vibe. Yeah. Whereas... Because I'm now married in a really stable relationship, the drama aspect that they can yeah, get from me is yeah, yeah. there. They're not going to want to film you sitting around exactly, drinking cups of tea. Exactly, but I am actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've laughed at at least and two I jokes. D- I know, and I don't know why I don't get more offers, but I understand, you know, they like to have people who have been on, like, ITV and mm. who've done Love Island who are a little bit more wholesome. Yeah. I think potentially once we've had children, I may be looked at in a different light yeah. and maybe looked at as a bit more, like pre-watershed TV, but yes. apart from that, Geordie Shaw always get looked down on and it's just yeah. one of those things. Yeah. 
Would you, um, what show would you love to do? So I'd love to be able to have the balls to do I'm a Celeb, but I would be full-blown Gillian McKeith. Oh, really? I'd be, yeah. I'm would you? Yeah, yeah. So I, I You're telling me you wouldn't eat a kangaroo's arsehole? Oh, I could do that easily. <laughs> the eating part. But put a spider on me, I am going to... Oh, really? Sp- yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Um, I would have to get some kind of, like, um, hypno- hypnosis really? beforehand. Um, I'd love to be able to say I could do it. I, I did get offered Bear Grylls, actually. I'd tell a lie. Oh, did you? And I said no, because I think if you're going to go on there and you're going to act like a fucking wimp, you, no one's going to no care. They're going to laugh at you. You're going to mm. be... A, I couldn't do it, and mm. I knew I didn't. The, was it that the island thing or something? Uh, it was a way just takes I you actually, out. I did have an interview for the island. I had the Bear Grylls, the island, and then, and then it was SAS. Oh, was it? That's what I'm talking about. And would you do that? No, I turned it down because I was like, "There's no way I am an absolute oh whip." God. If know, they're going to shout at me, I'm going to cry. I know almost all of the DS on there as well. So um, they, and the class. I think Amber went on it, didn't she? And she acted exactly. Vicky's been on it. And Vicky did. Vicky really had well. a nightmare on it. Oh, did she? She said she hated it. I. But Vicky's very strong, you know, she's very strong. I minded. said that though, I said you are very competitive. I've noticed that yeah. about her. No, she's she competitive is. as fuck. She's competitive, she's got a really strong mind. Yeah. She can really get in even when we used to train with her, she'd always be the one who'd be able to do more mentally. She really she had it. And I just I, I, I can't believe that you turned that down. I don't have it. I don't have it in the locker. And if I did, I would do it. What's but mad is how do you know? I know, I'm very self-aware. No, like, if you went on, imagine you could prove yourself completely wrong. I couldn't, because they'd chat at me and i cry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be like that Like, right girl. in your face, like that. I couldn't do it, and I'd love to be able to do it. I'd love if I could turn myself into the person who could do it. Mm-hmm. But I think you just got to know that it's not for you. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm but not going to bullshit anyone and be like, yeah, I could do that, I could win it. I couldn't. Yeah, would you do MasterChef? Mm, what am I going to cook? 14 pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Master, what could I do on salad. A salad. A salad. I mean, I'm not, I do a very well, good fucking hell. dinner. Mate, I've seen some of these fuckers that go in on the celebrity mm-hmm. one. I'm like, has this guy cooked anything before? I could do a good Sunday roast. I could do my own Yorkshire pudding. So you'd be all right in the first round. Yeah. And then you'd be dead. But I could probably do Bake Off for like the first round, but I'm not very neat. Mm. Like, my, it tastes good presentations. Absolutely terrible. Is it? Yeah. And would you leave a mess on the... Yeah. Thing. Horrendous. Wow. Um, I'd love to do Dancing on Ice, but it'd probably be more like Bambi on Ice. And I yeah. think the easiest one to do is probably, I've heard that it, it's Strictly, but really? I'm an anxious fucking mess. How would I walk out into that into that stadium in front of people? I'd have a panic attack. I mean, fucking hell, mate. Trust us, I've known Chris Ramsey a long time. <laughs> if that motherfucker's getting to the finals with yeah. his rhythm and that... Anyone can do that. It's just... And don't all get fucking jacked on it as well, don't they? Don't all get in great shape yeah. and that. And you can eat what you want because you're working out all the time. I, I, I can do anything that's not live, really. And I can do anything that doesn't involve spiders, physical exertion. So I'm not really left with a lot. Mm. I wanted to ask you a question because I didn't ask Aaron this and mm. I didn't ask Vicky this and I didn't ask Sam Gowland this. And you really want to ask a question? Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Go I keep on. forgetting to ask it. Was Geordie Shaw scripted? No. No. Not scripted not at all? Not a single bit. So... When people talk about, oh, we found the Geordie Shaw script. And I was like, oh, God, it's literally a list of talking points. Right. So you know how you've yeah, got a got list of questions. talking points? Yes. When you're filming something, you need to have a list of points to hit. Mm. So when this script would be found, it would be from, okay, night before, Holly, Vicky, Charlotte, Sophie. So they, they obviously have to have questions to ask you as well, though, right? Yes. When you're doing the, what's that called when you do that thing where you... There's just you on the camera. What's that The called? green screen. The green screen. Yeah, so we have like lists of points to talk about. Mm. We have um, the, obviously the script is just what we've done the night before. So it's conversations we've already had. Yeah. We've just got to pick up talking about them again. Yeah. So any script that people have found, so it's a list of talking So it's like, you know what happened last night? This happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. They will try and coerce situations yeah. and things like that. They're very clever. I think Aaron might have said that. They might have, that they kind of set you up in like a triggering situation that you, they know is going to piss you off. So my ex would be sent away to a pool party for example while yeah. i'd be sent to work yeah. and they wouldn't be they, they wouldn't be allowed to leave until they'd got like girls numbers and things yeah. like that so it yeah. was kind of coerced in that sense but they've still got free will i mean everything that i said was from my own mouth and i wanted to say it yeah wow i mean i'd love to say that it was acting actually <laughs> <laughs> well you did a very good job it was i'm trying to get my friend luke on he plays for sunland right i'm mm-hmm. trying to get him on the podcast and he's like mate i can't can't get the time. I'm like, what? People think they finish work at one o'clock. He says, no, we're doing these appearances and we've got to go to this school and we're yeah. travelling. He said, last week, though, in London for the whole week, they're away for the whole week. It's just, it's it's very, um, to be an athlete, I think it's a lot of work and I've seen him go through so much shit mentally, like 
wow, the things that I've seen the in conjuring, that industry. conjuring, they've missed their fucking childhood because they couldn't go out with their mates Everything. and that. Everything. Uh, and it's a big sacrifice. And I think, you know, he really, really acts like a pro. Even now to this day, he's 30, he still acts like a pro yeah, in football. Yeah. And he still does everything he possibly can to keep himself fit. Yeah. And he doesn't go out, doesn't really drink. We have yeah. like two nights out a year. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, we're both on the same wave. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it, honestly, the mental strain. You know, from I, it I see the shit that footballers get on social media. I'm like, if it's that easy, they're like, all oh, these over. I'm like, why the fuck aren't you doing it then? <laughs> if it's easy, why the fuck aren't you doing it? And I want to go mad on Twitter sometimes. And Jacob's like, just don't because it's it's just fans. I hate Twitter. Hey, yeah, Twitter it's is a, lot, a fucking it? cesspit. Mine's overrun by like porn accounts now. So is it? Yeah, it's really is it? Every time it, I look at the um the feed, yeah. it says um let's get acquainted and you click on it and it's just someone getting bombed. Oh really? Horrendous. I'll show you. I'm I'm all right. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all, you don't have to show us. I've, that's a picture that's in my head I now. Mean, there's vagina on there. Oh, there's vagina. The <laughs> it's not just buttholes. No. <laughs> look, well, all right. We've uh, we're finishing on shit. Yeah. So, Holly Hagen, Blythe, Holly Hagen, Holly Hagen Blythe. Thank you so much for you talking shit welcome. with me today. Thank you. Thanks for letting me.